0: Welcome to Geek Meet Social, a weekly roundup of favorites in the world of a gamer girl social media geek. Get ready to discover books, podcasts, apps, social media tips, and more as we journey through the digital life. I'm your host, Tyra Burton, and you've arrived at episode five. Well, we missed a week, and I want to just apologize for that. Going to really work at having an episode out for you every Wednesday morning. But this week, we're going to be chatting about the Prodigal Son TV show, helping friends, organization, and how threads do weave together. Well, the last two weeks have been Just a little bit of everything, it's sort of like a hodgepodge been going on in my life. Starting out, we've been interviewing candidates at work, so that takes up time, and I've gotten a ton of grading done, and I started a class, which I'm super excited about. It's been a long time since I took a writing class, and I'm actually now taking a fantasy novel writing course through the KSU Professional Education. And it's really cool, I'm writing my first fantasy, I'm writing on my own, and I really wanted to investigate the process of how you write a fantasy so I could understand it better. And really diving down into the world building has been illuminating to me. I've always loved worlds as part of the reason why I love role playing games is I like this concept of creating a different universe and going to play in it. It's probably why I love Harry Potter, why I love Star Wars, Star Trek, because it's a different universe. Well, in writing, a lot of times people will refer to themselves as either plotters or pansters. Plotters, obviously, plan things out and have what they're going to write about. Pansters, on the other hand, just kind of wing it. <laughs> you just start writing and you see what happens. You see where the characters take you. And I'm definitely more of a panster than I am a plotter. Though Sherry Athilian, who I wrote um, Pinduli Station with, our sci-fi book, She's a plotter for sure, like absolutely a plotter. So we did a little bit of both. We plotted everything out and then I kind of made her pants because I would change things and she would do that to me too. But what this course has helped me realize is that I'm a world builder, that that's my thing. And so I've really been creating this really rich world using a couple of tools um, that I've discovered in class through some of my classmates. One's called World Anvil. And it allows you to go in and create a wiki and database about your world. And it's meant for dungeon masters and RPGs. So if you're running a role-playing game, if you're running d or Pathfinder, uh, World Anvil may be a great place for you, too, because you can store information about characters and settings and spells and just anything you could imagine. But it's tailor-made for that kind of fantasy world. And I've just, it's just wonderful. And what it's really done is now those characters are talking to me in a way they haven't talked before, because now I I think my process is really to build the world. Uh, I don't need to worry a lot about the plot. I don't need to really pants it as much as I was, but I have to build the world. And once I build it, I think everything is just going to click in and I'm about... I'm about two-thirds done. Uh, I am losing a lot of sleep because of it, and I probably lost last week's podcast because of it, but I promise to stay on top of the podcast, but I am just having a blast. So I'm hoping that that's really going to help me move the story forward. I always get about two-thirds into a story, and I start having a lot of trouble. So I'll keep you tuned on how that works out for me this time. I am just got my fingers crossed because I really want people to hear the story of Dane and Timber that that's my two main characters in The Negotiators. Uh, the other thing is, last week, my husband and I went back to World of Warcraft and played. And let me tell you, first off, I love World of Warcraft. It is, it's such a home place for me. I don't know how to explain how a game can really be that for me. But when things have gone bad in my life, both before I was married and then and when my mom died and my dad died, World of Warcraft and Diablo have always been there for me to kind of lose myself in. And what I discovered is when you step away from a game, because we really hadn't played in a couple of months, it is difficult to figure out where you are. We're having trouble trying to figure out what quest we were on, what we were doing, reconnecting with people that are kind of ahead of us when usually we would be ahead. So I'm going through that whole process right now, but I'm going to hopefully play some World of Warcraft tonight. And of course, right now, BlizzCon is going on. I'm, I'm so excited about that. I love BlizzCon on my bucket list of things to do is to go to Blizzcon. And I have a former student that works there now at Blizzard and my time is now, so I'm that's going to be on my thing for 2020. That's going to be one of my goals is to get Tyra to Blizzcon. <laughs> but let's get started talking about my recommendations for this week. Now, Prodigal Son is a TV show and we kept seeing um, like trailers for it and commercials for it. We're like, that looks really good. And then our friends, Jennifer and Brian, were talking about it, and they actually tune in and watch it. So we binge-watched it. It was on demand on uh, Comcast for us, and it's awesome. It's crazy, but it's awesome. (laughs) It's uh, another police procedural, in a way. Um, It's kind of like if you took a police procedural and criminal minds, kind of that FBI uh, criminal profiling, and put them together, you would get Prodigal Son. It also has a lot of kind of like shades of uh, Sherlock Holmes in it to some extent, because the main character in it, whose name has just left me, but the prodigal son, is very much a Holmesian kind of character. Uh, He's got some emotional issues, needs a lot of counseling, but super, super intelligent, has a strange relationship with his father, That's why it's called The Prodigal Son. So it really speaks a lot to Holmes. So I love Elementary, which is uh, the American version of Sherlock Holmes that's been on. Love that show. I actually like it better than I do Sherlock, which I know a lot of people won't agree with that. But I really do like it. I kind of also like it because of the gender bend on Watson. But just looking at Sherlock and the main character in Prodigal Son, there's so many parallels and similarities. And then if you think about criminal minds, really creepy cases, gut blood and guts that I didn't want to see ever. But again, doing that kind of criminal profiling, that different kind of criminal serial killers, it's kind of like you took those two shows and they had a baby and out popped Prodigal Son the crazy dad and even crazier mother to some extent. So we're really enjoying it. Um, We watch it just as soon as it comes out. So we're good to go on that one now. So if you haven't checked out Prodigal Son, I put a link in the show notes. Do give it give it a watch. Now, what we're behind on is The Masked Singer, and somehow I have managed to only find out who one of the unmasked people are. So that's next on our bench watch list. We watched the first season kind of just thinking, okay, let's see what this is like, and we loved it. It was just kind of crazy. Jenny McCarthy gets on my nerves. But besides that, (laughs) the rest of it was really cool. So we'll probably try to catch up on that show next. And I did find a new podcast kind of going along with our theme of detectives. I found All About Agatha. It's a podcast about all the writings of Agatha Christie. Now, I grew up reading Miss Marple Mysteries and some Herculapolo as well. And so Agatha Christie was just like probably one of the first real long series of books that I read and I I was started before I was in high school. I was reading Agatha Christie and it kind of made me fall in love with that mystery genre and Miss Marple particularly is probably where I get my cozy mystery love from and So, I was like, okay, let's find a podcast. (laughs) And so I found one and I actually really liked it. So, All About Agatha, I've got a link to their Facebook page. Haven't been able to find a website, so I'm gonna actually ask them if they have one. And their quest is to review all of Christie's 60 plus novels and her short stories as well. And they go through them and they uh, talk about the plot of the book and then they have certain criteria that they rate it on. And then they also have a ranking list of all the books that they've read and rank them in order. And they review that list. I think they've been doing it about once a year where they'll go back and look at the list and see, do we still think this is the way it should be out of the ones that we've covered? They also talk about Christy and like, I didn't know she wrote as many short stories. And just in the one episode that I listened to, which was the Halloween episode for this year, I learned so much about who she was, like, I had no idea that she traveled the world on a book tour, basically, um, without her kids, and that she ended up in New York, and she wrote a short story. Actually, it was a play. It's one of the ones they talk about in the episode. And it ended up being turned into a short story, because that was easier to sell, so, just it's just awesome. And I learned about a French theater, that the play was based around the types of plays that were in that theater. So, it was not only educational, which is we learn th- learning things is good, but it was fun. And since I loved Christy, learning new things about her was pretty awesome. Um... They review two short stories in the particular episode for Halloween, and they really cover the publishing history of whatever work they're discussing. Uh, They let you know about adaptations, either whether they were TV or movie, or if it was adapted into live theater. And they talk, they really give you a good layout of what it's been seen as. The next one that they're doing is A Murder Is Announced, and I'm thinking of giving this Miss Marple story a read before I listen to it. It's available through my library system. I did look on Amazon, and they wanted like 12 bucks for a paperback, and I was like, oh, and I probably have it downstairs in my library in a, a hard edition, you know, one of those complete collections, but too hard to carry around, so I think I'm going to check it out from my library and read it, and I'll let you know what I think about A Murder is Announced after I get through it, as well as how all about Agatha covered it. So if you like mysteries and you love Agatha Christie, give them a listen. I think you'll like it. Now, I have been playing around with my um, planners, both electronic and written, and I went and I printed out all of my um, Momentum Planner for the rest of the year at flourishingplanner.com. That's where they are. And I have to tell you, I'm really utilizing the uh, to-do list and the project list. So on the project list, you can take something and say, okay, I have um, a, a marketing education conference that I'm going to be running. And I could put it up at the top, and I could list all the things that I needed to do connected to it. So it gave me a way to track that and that I could add to it. Uh, For me, I a lot of times will get distracted when I'm trying to complete an activity by remembering other things that I need to do. And it has an action item catcher, and I've been using it to jot down all those little things. Plus, I have to tell you, I like checking boxes. I like crossing something off and going, I did that. I'm done. Isn't that great? (laughs) So um, that's really been helpful. I put it in a three ring notebook. It's a little unwieldy to carry with me, so I still don't carry it with me. But I do take a look at it. And I really did set up those goals. And I noticed that I actually am meeting them, which makes me feel really good. Now electronically, um, Artful Agenda, today is my day that I have to make a decision. I think I'm going to continue with it. The truth of the matter is I love the layout both on the computer and on my phone better than I do my iPhone, iCal. iCal is okay on my desktop, but it doesn't show me my stuff as well. And Artful Agenda does do that. So I have to say that I'm really pleased with it in terms of that I like the way it lays out. I don't use all of the functions of it. I don't like the to-do list. That's like my biggest downfall of Artful Agenda because it doesn't move them from one day to the next. You have to go in and actually move them yourself. Um, but it's super pretty. It looks so much more visually appealing than, uh, iCal does. And it does a better job of looking at, um, everything on one sheet. Like I I really like the way they lay it out. It doesn't allow me to set alerts when I put in a new calendar item. And I think that's a huge problem. Um, I need to write them and see if they can fix that because that's something that I really need. So that doesn't If I put in an event and I need to have an alert, I have to go let it process and get into my iCal, and then I have to go into iCal and put the alert in. And I don't like that. So I'm hoping that maybe I'm just missing something or it's, um, you know, it's just hidden somewhere. But like right now, I'm looking at my agenda and it, A, it looks so much prettier, but B, I can just easily look from week to month to day. I don't find that quite as seamlessly on uh, the iCal on the phone. Uh, but again, I'm not liking the fact I can't do alerts and I really need to look at using the list um, function that they have at the top of the at the beginning of the app. It's like the first thing you can do. It does have a way for you to check your water consumption and today I've had one glass which tells me I need to have more and I kind of need that. It has a section for planning meals, uh, priority task, and other task, and it always has a quote. So today's quote is, imagination is more important than knowledge. And Albert Einstein said that. And you know what? I think Einstein was right. Now, I did take a look at another planner. It called Moleskin. I really, um, I liked this one a lot uh, for one reason, one reason only. First off, it was free. That's always good. And the second thing, it does have a paid version. And I think it's like a dollar or something a month. It's, it's fairly cheap. I don't think I'm going to get the paid version, but what I do like about it is when I open up my phone first thing in the morning, it immediately tells me what the weather is going to be like and how many activities I have for the day. And, um, I may have done that with the Artful Agenda where they had a, um, um, they may be able to do that. Maybe I haven't set my notifications up right, but I really like that Moleskin does that. So there's an app and you can go and uh, look at our show notes and it will give you a link over to uh, the Moleskin app. I really, really like it. It's called Time Page is what their, their name of it is. And uh, just, it's a different way. I don't really like the layout as much as um, Artful Agenda, but I like that one part of it. So I may end up keeping both of them. We'll see. Uh, I haven't had time to read any books, so I don't have any book suggestions for you, but I do have a social media tip or a social media. If you didn't know, I guess would be better, uh, threads. So Instagram better known as Facebook in this case, uh, Oh, started a new application called threads and it's connected to Instagram. And what it allows you to do is it's a camera first messaging app, which means it's set up like Snapchat. And it's supposed to help you stay connected to your closest friends. So particularly on Instagram, you end up following a lot of people that you may not be close to, or that you just really enjoy um, what they're posting, or maybe there's somebody that, you know, they're a celebrity and you want to follow them. Well, Threads is a standalone app where you can connect to your closest friends. And um, they had already introduced the ability to select close friend on people through Instagram. But now what it does is it lets you share content just with them seamlessly in threads. So you can share videos and photos. Um, It can also give them auto status updates based upon where you are depending upon the permissions that you give it. And it will also go directly to Instagram. So if they send you a, a a direct message, you'll not only get it in the threads app, you'll also get it over on Instagram as well. So you don't have to necessarily visit threads to find out if they've messaged you. So I'm not really sure how this is going to take foothold, what's going to happen with it. Um, out of all the people that I've mentioned it to in person, including my students, nobody knew about it. So I was kind of surprised at that. But uh, I have used it a little bit, I need to get in there and kind of find the rest of my close friends and see how it works. I have to say that a lot of my friends use Facebook to communicate. I love Instagram, though. And so I really like this concept. And we're just going to have to see how it works out. So give it a look. It's called threads, download it and let me know what you think. And also don't forget you can find me over on Instagram itself as Tyra Burton. Speaking of close friends, I really need to see if any of mine are going to go see the new star Wars movie, the rise of Skywalker. I finally saw the trailer, the last trailer, the last pieces of clues about what this movie is going to be about. And I, I was kind of excited. I have some guesses. I'm not going to share them just in case I'm right or wrong. But um, I'm hopeful. I'm not overly hopeful because the last movie kind of destroyed all the hopes I had. But um, I know that Carrie Fisher has top billing, which I think is awesome. And it's about time. But I'm also just I'm hoping they did justice to something that is such a part of my childhood and my adulthood and Please don't suck. I mean, I just think that should be like the rallying cry going into the theater. Please don't suck. That's that's all we want. We want a good movie, some good storytelling with a good ending. I want to see my cast, the, what I call the three together. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm... Uh, I'm slightly hopeful. We're getting ready to go buy our tickets. so I need to see if any of our friends have already bought and where they're going. Or if they haven't bought, do they want to get to get, you know how all that goes. But the theater up the street from us in Ackworth, the NCG, which we love. If you haven't been to an NCG theater and they have one in your community, go. It's so much, first off, ticket prices are so much cheaper. And second off, um, it's free, you get free popcorn refills and free drink refills no matter what size you buy. It's awesome. So I think the tickets for uh, the, like, IMAX um, Extreme Theater that they have is, like, 14 bucks at 9 o'clock at night. So if I did that at the AMC, it would be over $20. So I'm, we're going to probably end up going to NCG if we don't meet up with some of our friends. So check out NCGs, and let me know if you're excited about Rise of Skywalker. I am excited, but also lots of trepidation involved there. <sighs> Well, the other thing that's happening this November connected to writing is NaNoWriMo. And NaNoWriMo is National Novel Writing Month. And it starts on November 1st. And throughout the month, you write a novel. It's like, I think the 50,000 words is what it is. So you ended up writing about 1,200 to 1,500 words per day. And you'll have a completed book by the end of the, the time. I think it's 1,500 words a day. And that's Awesome. I've never been able to do it. I've never been able to do it because it's in November, right before the end of the semester when everything is crazy. Well, there are some things that's changed. I'm actually pretty caught up with grading. I'm like only two things behind, which for me is amazing. And we have a whole week off for Thanksgiving. So I'm really going to give it a go this time. I'm hoping that the class that I'm taking plus all the world building that I've been doing in World Anvil is going to help. I'll let you know. I'll let you know every week how it's going and if I'm meeting my goals. But I really think the main focus of NaNoWriMo is not really always to throw words on the page or finish that novel. It's to get into the habit of... Doing something connected to your writing every single day. And so, that for me is what I'm going to focus on in NaNoWriMo. I'm going to try really hard to get all the words, um, to get 1,500 words a day. But the main thing for me is really getting into that habit. I've enjoyed so much taking this fantasy class and building my world. So, I'm going to use NaNoWriMo as a jumping point. So, let me know if you are also participating. I'm Fidelma over there. Not sure if I've got some numbers after my name or not, but I'll let you know. I'll put that up on the website you <laughs> And before I forget, I'm going to be at the Northwest Georgia Writers Conference tomorrow, which is Saturday. So if you don't already know about it, probably not going to help you. But I'm excited. I'm going to be talking about social media's uh, trends and tips by top 10 for the rest of the year. And uh, just my first time being there. So I'm excited to be around different writers other than the romance writers that I'm usually hanging with. And I just recently found out I'm back as an attending pro at Dragon Con in 2020. So I'm looking forward to that. You can find Geek Meets Social on the web at geekmeetssocial.com com or at tyreburton.com where you can find links to all my socials as well as show notes. So let me know what you're doing out there. Have an awesome day and I'll be back with you next Wednesday morning.